Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Danny Hall joining us, Georgia Tech's head coach. Like we said, all weekend long, they are taking on Georgia culminating Sunday, 2 o'clock at Cool Ray Field, the 19th annual Spring Classic for kids. All of the games right here can be heard on the fan. B.J. Mooneyham going to have the call. Danny, good to hear from you. You're joining us. Uh, if you don't know this, Danny, you're joining us on the Hobson and Hobson <laughs> Newsmaker line. <laughs> no, that's great. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, th- that pre-conversation yeah. just a little bit. I heard about what your, uh, your dad's did. So my story was uh, – my dad was my high school football and uh, baseball coach in Ohio. And I swore I would never go into coaching and uh, yeah, look what happened. Mm. So what was the uh, whole, what was the whole family? Like, was it a biggish family at that point in Ohio? No, no I was just, uh, you know, myself and my sister and uh, my sister was seven years younger than me. Uh, and she ended up kind of going into coaching, but ultimately ended up being a high school or, or middle school principal there in Ohio. She's retired now, so something's wrong with this picture. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was just good upbringing, and I, you know, I was on a either a baseball field or a gym or somewhere just about every uh, every day of my life. So, so it was good. Chris, what year do you come down here? Ninety three. So I come down in ninety six. You arrive in ninety four. Is it kind of like we think the same way? It's a whirlwind. Everything kind of blends together after a while. Do you feel the same? Oh, well, no doubt. You know, and. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I've lived in, you know, Metro Atlanta longer than uh, I've lived anywhere. And, and uh, you know, and you, you, you get like guys you coach that will come back and they'll have stories and, and you'll be looking at them like, well, I'm sure I probably did that, but I kind of don't remember it right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, Danny, how many times has somebody that played for you introduced you to their kid who's in college? Like not even a little well, kid. I'm coaching some of them. No, I, I, I've coached some of them. And that's when you really kind of realize that, you know, you've been doing something for, uh, you know, for a long time and, um, uh, you know, and so, you know, you just, you know, I just say it like this, I'm, I'm blessed to have, uh, you know, been doing it for a long time and blessed to be at Georgia tech. It's a great place to, uh, to coach and, uh, has been nothing but, you know, fun for me just to, uh, be involved here and see, uh, see our guys grow as players and grow as young men. Generality. But how much better is today's 18-year-old because of the amount of games they play? There could be a burnout factor. It could work the other way. But do you see a notable difference in the college player prep to go play at this level? I think they develop just way faster than you and I did and uh, and Nick. Uh, you know, we just, we you know, we probably played all three sports or four sports. Yep. And, you know, when it was fall, you played football, winter, you played basketball or, you know, hockey or whatever. And then in the spring, you, spring and summer, you played baseball. So now it's much more specialized. Everybody's got a hitting coach, pitching coach, strength coach. And so I think that development stage uh, just happens a lot quicker. They do have the, particularly in the South, the opportunity to play a bunch of games. They literally play, you know, they could play year round now if they, uh, if they wanted to. And, uh, so, but, it, but in saying that, I think this 
skill development may happen at a faster rate, but I, I don't see it translate into some of these guys being just good baseball players overall. They they know what their uh, you know, their fastball velocity is, and they know what their exit velocity is on balls coming off the bat. But you know they kind of lose sight of you know understanding how to play the game, how to win, how to be part of a team. And uh, and I think that's missing right now. Danny Hall is with us, Georgia Tech's head baseball coach. Of course, they're taking on Georgia all weekend long. We'll provide more details. It's all going to be heard here on the fan. He's with us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. What are your thoughts on that? Kids specializing so early on in any particular sport? I don't think it's a good idea, you know. And I mean, I had you know two sons here. One still playing for me, and you know, one is an agent now, but. But, you know, everybody would ask me when they were younger, like, well, what do you do for, you know, agility and this and that? And I'm like, well, they play basketball or, you know, they play football. That's where you learn. That's where you learn your instincts to, you know, try to be agile and be able to move side to side. And um, so I, I think at the younger ages, it's a major mistake. Uh, somebody gets up into high school and they think, hey, I'm just way better in this sport than I am in another than then maybe you do really try to zero in on, you know, perfecting your craft. But, you know, I like guys that, you know, play more than one sport. It's a rarity today. But, um, you know, I do think there's a lot of transfer just of skill sets. And and at the end of the day, the competitive level of, you know, it's one thing to work out and practice, but you put yourself in a game and you got to compete, and it just takes it to a different level. Speaking of it all blending together, I don't even know when it might have started where high school baseball took a backseat to travel baseball because you're not really sure what, what am I gauging his four at-bats? What am I gauging the guy in the mound if he's not throwing against better competition? Is there a line of demarcation when it came to how you have to look at recruits? Well, well, for us, the majority of our recruiting happens in the summertime just because that's the easiest time for us to get on the road, go see guys play. We'll, we'll see high school games. But I, I, I do think it's a major mistake that, you know, parents or kids make of trying to put less of an emphasis on high school baseball because I, kind of what I said earlier, the idea of playing for a team, playing for your school, playing for your friends that you grow up with. I just think that goes a long way of now a young man goes to school and it's not all about himself. He has to, you know, be part of a culture, part of a team. You know, what can you do to create value for yourself to help, you know, Georgia Tech win? And I think they they miss that in, in travel baseball. They basically show up. They might take a little batting practice and they play or they go to these showcases where, how hard do you throw? You know, how, how fast do you run? And, uh, and and the playing of the game is kind of secondary. All right. In football, they call them loafs. And even at the highest level, general managers at the NFL level have told us they'll look at film and they try to see who's walking off a field, who's walking on a field, who's mm-hmm. what's the equivalent in baseball? Like, do you still like to hear a kid in the summer talking? Do you still like, you know, I might give you one helmet flip, but I'm not going to let you be a prima donna. Boom. All of a sudden, you're off our radar. What's the reality of the loaf in, in baseball? Uh, I think it's how, how they handle the adverse moments that come up in a baseball game, whether you strike out, how do you, you, know, how do you handle yourself when you go back to the dugout? How do you handle yourself if an umpire misses a call? Uh, if you're a pitcher, 
you know, umpire misses a call or you walk a couple guys or somebody makes an error and, and you're kind of looking at body language. And uh, so I think that's, you know, I'd say like this, like in a football game, you could miss a block or miss a tackle and, you know, half the crowd may not understand it, but in baseball, everybody's got to stand in there and hit and everybody's going to see that if you're a pitcher, everybody's watching that. If you, you know, are supposed to make a play in the infield and you, you boot it. Everybody sees it. There's no place to hide in baseball. Everybody sees kind of what, what happens. And, uh, and so it's, you know, how do you handle the adverse moments? And, you know, and it goes back to the whole thing. Like there's so much video now of these guys flipping bats and doing it. And honestly, I mean, there may be a time and a place where, you know, you, you get excited and, and it's a walk off or something in a big moment. You kind of understand it, but, the way guys are doing it now, I just think it's, you know, I, I don't like it, but I'm, I'm old school. So, you know, what do I know? But, you know, I, I always go back to the old saying, if you hit one, act like you've done it before. And, uh, you know, try not to show the uh, show the opponent up so much. Danny Hall, head baseball coach at Georgia Tech, the number 10 Yellow Jackets taking on the number 14 Bulldogs all weekend long, including the 19th annual Spring Classic for Kids at Kure Field Sunday at 2 here on the fan. You can hear that game. We talked about the exit velocity and their fastball. The kids know some of those analytic numbers, but are they less instinctual now because of that as well? I don't want to make it sound like we're three older guys yelling at clouds, but, you know, you see it firsthand how the game has changed. 100%, and that's really what I'm talking about is that the, the, the baseball instincts are, you know, are somewhat missing, but, but they also stand out. Like if you have the instinct to play the game and now, you know, I go watch you play or, you know, some of my assistant coaches go watch you play or pro scouts go watch you play. If you have instincts uh, for the game, then it sticks out like a sore thumb. And, you know, we have, you know, just a good example would be one of our guys, you know, right here in town, Andrew Jones, his son, like you go watch him play. I mean, he plays like a, like a major league player's son, like he knows how to play, he's very instinctive, and he's very talented. So you combine the talent with the instincts, I mean, those guys stick out like sore thumbs when you go watch them play. And again, blending together, I don't remember the years that these bats got excessive. They're, you know, home run totals for, for a few years, a few years ago, drastically dropped. But there was a time when there were definitely hot bats. What's the judging capacity? I guess you could say everybody's playing with the same stuff, so the kid who hits 30 is better than the kid who hits 18. Uh, but how much has the game changed in that regard in college? Because there really have been peaks and valleys when it comes to offensive numbers. Yeah, they, they have. They've cooled the bats, uh, you know, down closer probably to, uh, you know, to a wood bat. Uh, our ball is way different than the ball they use in in pro baseball. And, and uh, you know, and they even use different baseballs in minor leagues versus the major leagues. So, uh, you know, it, you kind of have, you just hit it, Chris, on if a guy hits 30, I mean, he's, he's got a lot of power. If a guy hits 20, he's got major power. If a guy probably hits over 10, you know, he's a guy that has power and it's probably going to transfer to a, to a wood bat and, uh, you know, and then so much of it is just the ball. But right now our ball is, you know, I'd just say it way softer than a major league baseball and probably even a minor league baseball. Looking forward to this week, and I know that you've been a part of this for years, the Spring Classic for Kids. We've been a part of it 
a lot as well. Great charity event and a lot of fun. You play at home tomorrow in Athens on Saturday, and then, like we said, at Cool Ray Field. So some traveling as well all weekend, Danny. Yeah, it is, but it's, uh, you know, we're sold out. I I know it'll be a sellout in Athens. I hope it's a sellout at Cool Ray Field because that benefits just a, a great charity. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, two of the better teams, not only in the state, but two of the better teams in the country uh, going at it in an early season matchup. And I think it's just great for fans. It's great for our players. And, and uh, you know, I just say it like this. We'll know a lot more about our team on Monday than we know right now, just because I think that, you know, George is very good and uh, one of the best teams in the country. And, and you know, we're going to, find out what the yellow jackets are made of as they say danny you ever see a video where they bring some kids in 15 16 years old they put a rotary phone in the middle of the table or there's a pay phone on the wall what would happen if you brought in an iron mic you just <laughs> you just said hey by the way we got this brand new piece of equipment come on guys we're going to take some swings off it but by the way be quick because it might hit you right in the head <laughs> they, they probably wouldn't know what yeah what the heck it is quite honestly and uh you know, and that's the other part of the game. Like the technology that we have to train these guys now is just off the charts. And you know, we we honestly have a machine uh, sitting in our cages over here that we can program it uh, through an iPad to mimic like the pitches that we'll see this weekend from all of Georgia's pitchers. If the fastball does this, we can kind of plug that in. And this is the slider. This is his changeup, and program it to mix the pitches and. And so they just kind of gives us a profile of what we might see in a game. Wow. As opposed to an iron mic that would just spit yeah. out rubber-coated <laughs> baseballs, throwing yeah. them every which way. My, how times yeah. have changed. Yes. Yes. No right. doubt. Well, Danny, listen, we appreciate the time. Let's catch up as the season goes on. Best of luck this weekend. Like we said, always a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, Nick and Chris know so uh, good to be part of it, and uh, it's great that we've got 680 uh, broadcasting these games. So you guys, thanks again, and have a great day. You do the same. Danny Hall, head baseball coach at Georgia Tech. We should mention that as that game is going to be played Sunday at Cool Ray Park, fans are going to have the opportunity to take a picture with the 21 World Series trophy and blooper as well. Maybe blooper and the trophy at the same time. No, no. no. Listen, Fans can also crazy. stay after the game, similar to what they do at Truist Park on Sundays. Kids are going to get a chance to run the bases after Georgia and Georgia Tech on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Cool Ray Field going to have the call all weekend long. All three games tomorrow at Rush Chandler in Athens on Saturday and then Cool Ray Field for the 19th annual Spring Classic for Kids Benefiting Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Watches and whiskey. Do I have your attention? <laughs> this is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? 
Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.